Okay, so now I'm going to talk about the exciting topic of balancing work life and family in a lean and mean world. But don't worry, this isn't going to be just, you know, another, uh, I don't know, self-help type of rant or whatever. I, I'm, I'm going to assume that not everything is all right. You know, I'm not going to be painting a rosy picture for everybody. Um, I'm not going to try to be overly pessimistic at the same time. But, you know, we're, we're going to look at the world as it really is. Now, we have all at some point probably seen headlines about how working mothers still face special challenges or some similarly worded headline. And sure enough, there are valid interests and concerns in those headlines and those stories, and I'm not trying to lose sight of all that. However, you know, at the same time, my radical alarm has to keep ringing, and it says... Well, okay, what are some of those special challenges that work, working mothers and people like them face, and how many of them are 100% necessary? Because to me, it seems like a lot of them are actually conditional. They may be rooted in culture in some ways, and some of them might be arbitrary hurdles that are, you know, placed in people's way. Well, at least arbitrary to the people who faces them, but they probably exist there for some reason that is questionable at best. You know what some of those challenges are? I think you already know that deep down inside, you know, paying bills to all of those capitalists and those capitalist overlord fat cat types, they know it as well. And, you know, they dominate land, property, money, resources, and decision-making. I mean, that's that's just a fact. So there it is. I, I said it once again, just telling the truth in a very basic way. You were not just born into a job 100% naturally, right? You know, even, even, even if you're born into a position of privilege or poverty, you know, those are some systemic things going on. Like, in most cases, I suppose if you're born in a natural disaster, well, that would be an exception. Ex an exception, that's not, that's not probably a purely cultural issue. But, you know, that does not describe most cases of poverty or wealth, you know. Uh, you get these special challenges in life because over time, for better or worse, you are trained into some of them, and in a lot of cases, in a lot of ways possibly choked off from other options. And by you, I don't necessarily mean you specifically, but people overall who may or may not be like you specifically, but who probably are. And still in the context of a capitalist country and a capitalist global economy, it does indeed make some sense to adapt to these special challenges, right? I do it, you probably do it too, for better or worse. You know, that's just how it is because you probably have to head out and do a goddamn job or something like that, you know, unless you're, I suppose you might be on disability or something. Um, and if you're a parent, there might be a 100% practical desire to have things like preschool education and daycare. So your kids have something to do other than stay at home and veg out in front of the TV or possibly just rot away while mommy and or daddy 
or some other parental guardian type is off trying to pay the bills. You know, that's why people want things like preschool and daycare. It's not, and, and school in general, it's, it's not just for an education or, or socialization. It's also for safety reasons and because parents cannot be there all of the time. So there's a real practical reason for it. Uh, a very general sense that it's a good thing to have things like those. And of course, you want preschool and daycare to be of a certain quality to provide a sense of a home away from home. And again, this isn't just some vision of a paradise on earth. You know, it, you don't have to be some socialist lunatic or something to have these crazy thoughts and ideas. This is some practical down to earth type shit. So by 2023, and soon enough, the even more modern sounding 2024, it seems like this stuff could be taken for granted. You know, like, we should have preschool and daycare just as a general thing. And you want your kids to be taken care of by the same culture and society that demands you head out to work for 40 plus hours a week. That makes sense, right? You give them something, they should probably give you something back in return. Well, not so fast, though. Some people some people really have a problem with that. And I, I think you might already have an idea of who some of those people might be. You'll, of course, find some Republicans tweeting things like, Universal daycare is class war against normal people. Yes, that was something... That was really tweeted by Republican dipshit J.D. Vance, who elaborated, and, and this is, again, is an actual quote, apparently. He said, normal Americans care more about their families than their jobs and want a family policy that doesn't shunt their kids into a crap daycare so they can enjoy more freedom in the paid labor force. So, yeah, this is somebody that, people out there saw fit to actually elect and put into a public office, a place of public trust where they actually have sway over policy. So um, isn't that quaint? So, you know, when, when we try to say that we have, you know, a modern understanding of the world and we're more advanced than we ever were before, well, there are people like J.D. Vance to step up to the plate and they'll hit a home run in the complete opposite direction. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they play the game a little bit differently. Uh, well, J.D., according to Republican talking points themselves, Americans are supposed to work because they care about their families. You know, that's part of your narrative. So, um, as a consequence, some people want daycare because it's just a practical thing to uh, have if you're supposed to be out working. Otherwise, who's going to take care of your kids and make sure they're not drinking bleach from underneath the sink and stuff like that? You know, it's, it's the Republicans who for generations and generations now have talked about the freedom of the paid labor force. After all, aren't these the same dipshits who year after year after year, say it's the lazy Democrat liberals who hate freedom and who hate hard work. And here they want it so that, you know, 
if you want to work hard, well, nobody can take care of their kids. So if you want to take care of your kids, you know, you're going to have to stay home and not go out and, and work. Um, that doesn't sound right. What, what, what about that actually works? That's not really a stable situation. And it's not a stable system. Sounds like things could easily go awry. And that's why we end up with these, you know, work-life balance questions, because we got a lot of, you know, arbitrary hurdles placed in people's way um, that probably shouldn't be there. So, you know, these people also want to yank away quality childcare. Um, a lot of them want to get rid of school lunches, uh, or at least free school lunches for kids. Some of them probably just want to, you know, like, punch kids in the face when I, when they see him or something. So, okay, that might be a little exaggeration, but it certainly seems like it, you know, uh, at least for the families who aren't well off already with the not so hidden message that women don't belong in the workforce. You know, they're the ones who are supposed to stay home and take care of their kids. Um, that's, that's the message. You know, the guys can be out cheating on their wives as much as possible, going to the bar, uh, <laughs> slacking off at work, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's uh, it's the women who are supposed to stay home, you know, according to the constantly implied messaging by J.D. Vance, who's got that beard to cover up his dumb little baby face. You know, he's trying to look like the brawny man, I, I guess, because that, that's what's happening to a lot of these conservatives now. Like um, Ben Shapiro put on a beard. You've got the fat Wolverine, Ted Cruz, who wore a beard just to look better. And, and sure enough, it works. But, you know, um, <laughs> the, the funny thing is, though, it's, it's obvious that they're that they're hiding their uh, insecurity by even having these beards in the first place. So, you know, something about it was getting to them that people were possibly suggesting that they're not as manly as possible. So they're like, you know what? I got to put on a beard and, you know, that, that way I'll, I'll look tougher or whatever. It's, it's funny, but I'm getting a little sidetracked. Um, but anyway, the messaging is that you dumb bitches just need to stay at home like a birthing machine for the Christian male utopia while the J.D. Vances of the world collect taxpayer money as politicians and some clout for turning the clock back to the days where women couldn't own property or maybe were even suspected of witchcraft. You know, it really depends on how far you want to turn that clock back. And if you doubt that witch trials, literal witch trials are possible, well, you might want to talk to Republican lunatics like Greg Locke and Nick Fuentes about that. They might tell you a, a, an interesting story about, you know, uh, their beliefs in witches who need to be burned and stuff like that. You know, uh, go ahead and look into that. So it's, it's an interesting side effect of making America great again is that we're returning to an age of witchcraft fear-mongering, you know, satanic panics like... A new one comes out each and every day um, that they're really trying to run with and uh, have a lot of fun with. And by the way, year after year, 
the Democrats failed to note that even as Republican politicians rake in taxpayer dollars, as a matter of course, these same right-wingers rail against government services, quite ironically. So talk about Democrats failing at messaging, which is partly why we're in this embarrassing tailspin back in time to begin with. Meanwhile, people like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who's obviously out to prove Tim Pool's assertion that Republicans are more attractive than, uh, you know, liberals, are actively rolling back restrictions on child labor. That's right, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, you know, the uh, whatever whatever she is, the son of the lame-ass bass player, you know, on, on Fox News, Mike Huckabee, uh, who was jamming with the Nuge. But anyway, she's trying to roll back, you know, uh, restrictions on child labor, turning the clock back, because we obviously can't have daycare, but we can have them working dangerous jobs for low pay and few to no benefits. So it's it's like a message to the kids, not good at math, no problem, little, little Johnny or Janie. Here, grab this pickaxe and get black lung in this unregulated mining operation instead. You'll learn a trade and, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe you'll live, <laughs> you know. Granted, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of those uh, young miners did live back in the day, and they probably had some really impressive stories to tell. But, you know, I don't think it's necessarily the stories that you want your kids to be able to tell. And obviously, if, uh, if things get bad enough and these kids go on strike, you know, they'll be replaced by other kids and they'll be more obedient little pieces of shit. Or maybe they'll be replaced by a machine. You know, be they'll be trained into these values and they'll be staunch defenders of, you know, uh, child, <laughs> child slavery, which is basically what this would end up being. And if you want more rights and better conditions, maybe some cops or private guards will pay you a visit with a billy club until you see things their way because of freedom and shit. So what's wrong with this picture, you know? Meanwhile, liberals will write things like, there are currently 56,000 fewer female executives than there were in 1997, according to a Harvard Business Review article. Well, that's not a real headline, but you get the idea. You know, they they always want to make it sound like, you know, the the problem is a shortage of, you know, executives or whatever. But personally, I would be fine with zero executives in a more fully democratized economy, in an economy that functions sort of like a giant co-op full of co-ops. Maybe not perfect, but definitely better than, you know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders sending your kids to the freaking mine, you know, um, or uh, some other dangerous job. Obviously, the, the mining operation is just one idea. So, yes, uh, some of the barriers to, barriers to advancement and increasing employment among women are especially impactful for mothers. So we have an AmericanProgress.org article titled, the child care crisis is keeping women out of the workforce. And that can be true. But again, the, fundament, the fundamental question should be whose workforce is it anyway? Most articles will not even acknowledge 
the existence of individuals or families with less than $10,000 in annual income, you know, it's like they don't want to admit that, you know, people are out there who don't make hardly any money. And aside from that, you know what they'll never do? They'll never promote a scenario where someone can still comfortably earn so little and be happy either because that's not the right messaging either. You know, it's uh, it's, it's, it's always going to be a crack of the whip. And uh, anything short of that, you know, it's just, it's just not right. So I myself have had, have had plenty of years where I earned a puny amount of, men, amount of money. And whether it was my fault or not, it was partly because I recognized the futility of the rat, ra- the rat race. Sorry, I kind of lost my voice there. I knew people who made considerably more than I did, yet did not look any better off than myself because they had to pay bills upon bills. They had obligations upon obligations. And even if they tried to look happy, you could tell the strain was there. And some of them, of course, had failed marriages because of the money problems or whatever. Um, Just a lot of stress, bad times. So, you know, all this pressure to work hard, it, it didn't necessarily pay off for a lot of these people over the years. And I saw this firsthand. And, you know, I, I could ask them, you know, how much more money they were making. And sure, they might have been making a little bit more, but it wasn't necessarily that much more. And looking at my, looking at my paycheck when I was working uh, 40 hours a week or, or maybe even more, it, it wasn't even that much more than when I was, you know, working like 10 or 15 hours. And, uh, you know, that's that's the fact of it. And why is that the situation? Because, well, it's all bullshit to a large degree. And I think everyone knows it. That's why J.D. Vance can be so convoluted and really not give a fuck. Because I think he knows as well as anyone that this system is bizarre and there's no real way to make heads or tails of its contradictions other than to just throw a bunch of nonsense out there. And, you know, they're they're going to re- repackage the bullshit, uh, you know, use a divide and conquer strategy, point and laugh at, you know, the uh, underprivileged or the already powerless, you know, blame them blame them for all the problems in society. It's it's a tried and true divide and conquer kind of thing. It, it's a gimmick that's been going on for literally, you know, as long as people have had social systems of some kind. And, um, you know, it actually isn't all bad, sure, especially not for everyone simultaneously, but plenty of it just does not withstand scrutiny the way we are told that it does. There will be scenarios where you're more likely to change jobs or leave the workforce, and you'll favor one way of creating a primary income over others, but we're all in this muck, and it gets thicker when we lack even a semblance of control over it anymore. And you know what? Some people benefit from the chaos, and, uh, you know, that's, that's the sad fact about when you have a society that has stratification built into it, you know, and uh, parents are bogged down without 
uh, parental leave policies. And we know this wouldn't even be a problem if these parents were considered a direct part of workplace management. And there would likely be practically no debate anywhere over parental leave because the parents would already recognize that, yes, being able to spend time with families is every bit as important as work itself. Hell, it's probably more important. You know, for a lot of people, that's one of the reasons they do work, because they value their families, you know, at, at least as much them, as themselves or, you know, the two-car garage or the lawnmower or whatever kind of material things that they have. But J.D. Vance, that misogynistic prick, who has always argued against no-fault divorce, but then he, like, walks it back occasionally and, uh, and that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's something that would leave women trapped in loveless, potentially abusive marriages, you know, if they couldn't get divorced easily. And that's, that's really the way some of these people want it. Uh, these J.D. Vance types, you know, they, they don't care about parents overall being able to take care of their kids. They just care about them more in the abstract when they're unborn. You know, as soon as they come out of the womb, then it's like, who gives a shit about them anymore? Put them in a mining operation, you know? <laughs> who, who cares? Um, it's, it's the fetuses that they care about. You know, he wants women to be pigeonholed and to that mother role and practically nothing else because that's what his nut job theocrat backers want, you know, be a stay-at-home mom or else. And uh, it's, it's, sort of, it's sort of a weird thing to be forced into, um, especially when it's not even necessary to do it. You know, I mean, there can indeed be more work-life balance um, if things are made a little bit easier. More countries are starting to recognize the challenges of balancing work and family life. And honest people will know that your level of stress in regard to balancing your work and family life is about the stressful nature of an anti-democratic approach to work. You know, honest people, they, they will understand that. The solution isn't to have a legally mandated, I don't know, 60-hour work week for mothers or something like that or even laws regarding parental leave. That's not just the solution. It's, it's actually simpler than that, potentially. Workplace democracy, workers as owners. That way, this debate would pretty much not even occur in the first place. Don't get me wrong, there'd still be you know minor details to work out. Having those laws make sense under the status quo. But also, let's move past that status quo to the extent possible uh, and just have it so that these things are totally the norm. Again, these, pol these policies offer mothers more flexibility in their working environments, as well as the chance to take more time off. But to what extent could it even be a policy, rather than simply common sense, in an environment where workers themselves dominated the economy? It wouldn't just be a policy, but how things are, pretty much as the natural order of things. You know, if it would be abnormal if things weren't that way. And is that really a utopia? That's another question. Or just something that rich pricks are selling as impossible. And, you know, they can promote the idea of it being a 
you know, a tough nut to crack because they actively work overtime to make it a tough nut to crack. They'd claim that you're saying your working life is a utopian radical extremist vision. You'd have to be some raving Marxist lunatic. Well, don't believe the hype. I don't think you need to have read Marx at all or anything like that in order to want things like, you know, daycare, uh, healthcare, you know, that kind of stuff. Some countries like Sweden and Finland, known for, you know, stuff like that, they have more happy people and they're not complete totalitarian hellscapes. You know, I mean, they're, they're not uh, completely socialistic or whatever term you want to use either. They're, they, they tend to have mixed economies. You know, they, they also recognize that uh, compromises are valid between, you know, work and family life. You know, you should try to make it so work isn't just a burden or family life isn't just a burden, you know. And that becomes easier when both are made easier. And I'm pretty sure they rate higher on the happiness index for a reason. You know, it's not, it's not just a wacky coincidence. And kids working in mines tend to look badass. I'll, I'll agree with that. You know, if you look at old pictures of them, they, they look very serious and like they're ready to tackle any issue or maybe win in a fight or something like that. You know, that they, they grow them up quick if they're working in the mines, but you know, they live hard and possibly die young, which sounds badass if it's a tattoo on some uh, biker gang's arm. You know, it sounds macho, but I don't think that's exactly the way that, you know, society should run. So uh, anyway, that's about all I have to say about this, and you have a nice day.